You're listening to Key Conversations for Leaders. This is episode number 17. Welcome, everybody. In today's episode, we'll be discussing how to find and share your story with filmmaker Jude Charles. We'll be covering sharing your story no matter where you are in the organization, the timelessness of starting with your why, as well as connecting with your audience and how you can get started today with your smartphone. Leadership is about vision. It's about creating a vision and sharing that vision with others in a way that inspires them to walk with you towards its fulfillment. Along the way, leaders encourage, motivate, guide, and even challenge people to bring their best each and every day. And it's all done through conversations. That's what this show is about. Better conversations for better leaders. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Key Conversations for Leaders. I'm your host, John Ryan, and today we have a very special guest, Jude Charles. Jude started his company as a teenager. He is a brand strategist, filmmaker, and speaker. For almost 15 years, he's been helping purpose-driven seven-figure and eight-figure entrepreneurs to bring their stories to life through documentaries and videos. Welcome to the show, Jude. John, thank you for having me. It's It's a pleasure to be here with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here as well. And I want to ask you, I know that you help people and and just in talking a moment ago, that you work with a very selective group of people, like only, you know, four to five people a year, and you help them tell their stories. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Sure. So I have uh, always been in love with storytelling since the age of eight years old. As an eight-year-old, I wasn't the kid that was outside playing basketball or football. I wasn't even the kid inside playing video games. Instead, I would lock myself in my room after school and I would write stories. I would write so much that I ended up writing books, 11 books in all, 11 100-page books. And these books were what I thought my future life would look like. So at one point, I wanted to be a police officer. So I wrote The Police Life of Jude Charles. Um, Another time I wrote uh, uh, the baseball life of Jude Charles because I had just read the Jackie Robinson story and I was like, okay, what is it going to be like to be a baseball player? Like, what if I want to do that? Um, but it's just this fascination with what could really happen in the future, right? And so fast forward to I'm six, 17 years old and I'm in a TV production classroom um, and this teacher, Mrs. Donnelly, took a liking to me. She taught me everything that she knew about video production. And then on May 4th, 2006, she looks at me. She says, Jude, you know, you're really talented at this video production thing. I think you should start a business. And at the time, I didn't know anything about starting a business. I was 17 years old. Not only that, I am the youngest of 10 children. My father was a construction worker. My mother worked at a chair factory. Wow. So there wasn't any blueprint for that. But the following day, May 5th, 2006, Mrs. Donnelly comes into the classroom and she hands me a yellow envelope. I'm like, what is this? And when I, she's like, you know, open it up, look at it. And when I open the envelope and I look inside, inside were my first set of business cards. May 5th, 2006, I'll never forget the day. That's the day that I became an entrepreneur. That's the the day that Mrs. Donnelly gave me the courage to say that you can do this. And there's no reason not to. And so that's what started my journey. Now, the first five years 
of business were brutal because I didn't really understand, again, what it meant to be an entrepreneur, how to sell myself, how to market myself, um, how to get paid the right amount for the value of work that I was creating. But it wasn't until uh, 2001, um, I woke up to the sounds of chains hitting the floor, 7 a.m. And it jolted me out of bed and I ran outside because I knew what the sound of chains were. I had heard them before. They were the sounds of a tow truck driver coming to repossess my car for the second time in eight months. Mm. And, you know, I went outside, I ran outside, I pleaded with them, like, please, please, just don't act like you haven't seen the car. Just give me one more week. Of course, he had a job to do, so he took the car. And I remember walking back inside, and I sat on the edge of my bed, saying, you know what, I've given a good five years. It's time to, you know, hang it up and say, like, I've, I've tried. I started at 17. I got started early. Didn't know what I was doing. I need to just take a different route here. And about 30 or 40 minutes of just sitting on the edge of my bed, I get a phone call from a client that I had been working with for a year. Her name is Keisha Dior. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to pick this up right now because I'm not in the right headspace to be talking to a client. But for one reason or another, I decided to pick up the phone. And, um, you know, I can hear Keisha's excitement on the other line. She's like, Jude, Jude, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. I'm like, what happened, Keisha? And she's like, you know, I've been doing this business for a year. and it's been 12 months and I just got off the phone with my accountant and he just told me we crossed over the seven figure mark. So for context, Keisha Dior is running a cosmetic business selling colored lipstick, blue, purple, green, yellow lipstick. They weren't popular back then. But in 12 months, she was able to take this documentary that I had given her leverage it, launch her business and leverage it in order to make $1 million, in order to get, you know, a, a large amount of people to pay her $1 million. And here I am in the same moment, struggling for five years to make, at the very least, twenty to $30,000 a year. That moment was a light bulb that I need to get out of my own way. There isn't any difference between me and Keisha Dior. Outside of she understood how to market her product in a way that would get people to buy. And so that started me on the journey of doing documentary series for entrepreneurs. This is what you led to. And I wanted to give you the full background of that, but that is, that's my story. Like I started as a 17 year old kid. I struggled for the first five years, but ultimately it was because of what I got to see behind the scenes from a client that helped me transition and truly excel in my business almost 15 years later. So two major signs, right? So Mrs. Donnelly, right? Here's your business cards. You got the equipment. There's no reason not to go forward in this. And then at, at one of your lowest points, chains are on the ground. The car gets taken away, questioning everything. And then the universe, the world opens up and says, hey, you got something here. You can help people tell their story. And and that kept that kept you going. So what 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 did you do next? Like from that point on, did you reposition yourself and and refocus, or what was the shift for you at that point? Yeah, I decided to take a break. And I I continued working with Keisha Dior because I worked with her for three years, but she was the only client that I took at the time. 
And I decided that I would go back and learn what it means to operate a business, what it means to do marketing and sales. And so the first, I took an online course and the first online course that I took was a course called Earn 1K. And it's all about, it, it took me back to the basics because it's all about earning your first $1,000 and then how do you repeat that, right? And the teacher that taught that lesson, he talks about basically how, um, you know, how to market yourself, how to promote yourself, how to build momentum so that when you do make your first $1,000, you just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. Now, of course, I hadn't made $1,000 at that point, but I hadn't made it, in my opinion, the right way. And that's what I wanted to learn is how do I go back and do this the right way? Positioning was a big part of it. I mentioned that after Keisha's documentary series, I had positioned myself for that, that here I am. I'm the person that can create stories for entrepreneurs specifically, right? And she was the blueprint. She was the proof that this can work. It was also the time that I invented road mapping because I went back to, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about road mapping, but I went back to understanding, okay, this documentary helped to make a million dollars. Why? Why were people so drawn to her or to her product or whatever it is that they were willing to spend $20, willing to spend $100? Some of them spent $500. Why is that? Right? And that's where I begin to put the pieces together that if I'm going to position myself as the filmmaker for entrepreneurs, the person that can tell their stories, bring their story to life, what's the blueprint for that? Or what, as I like to call it, the roadmap for that. Um, and so that's what I, I set out to do is to learn marketing and sales so that I can then continue to build the business the right way. Um, it took a year to do that. It took a year off and it had just read a lot of books and I engulfed everything that I could about entrepreneurship. Um, it took me a while to read E-Myth, which was a great book. E-Myth, I didn't read till much later, but that's how I began to take the steps toward going in the right direction. Michael Gerber goes right into that repeatable $1,000. You create your system, yep. which is, I imagine, a lot of what the road mapping process is about. Mm -hmm. And then you can replicate. You're going to find that unique story. Right, part of its exactly. structure, but then it's also customizing based on the individual, the company, their story, things like that. Very exciting. Sounds like you really did some really great research because he's he's definitely a classic for sure. And I, I want to talk more about you know messaging in just a minute, but let's take a moment to talk about the the medium because it seems, I mean, especially right now, the time of this recording, you know, it's pandemic. You know, people are working remotely, and video is it has been taking off for a while. You look at the growth of YouTube. YouTube is the number two search engine on the planet right now. What do you really see happening in the marketplace with video and branding and and sharing stories? Hey yeah, everybody, you know, and welcome to Key Conversations for Leaders. I'm your host, John Ryan, and, and today we have a very special guest, Jude Charles. Jude started his company as a teenager. A he is a brand strategist, filmmaker, and speaker. For almost 15 years, he's been helping purpose-driven seven-figure and eight-figure entrepreneurs to bring their stories to life through documentaries I think what's happening now, videos. especially in the welcome moment the of show, 2020, where we're in the midst of coronavirus and we're in the midst of the majority of people. Awesome. Home Thank you so much for being here as well. And, and I want to ask you, I know that you help people and and just in talking a moment ago, that you work with what's a very selective a group very people, select like only you know, four to five people a year, and you help them tell their stories. Are Can you tell us a little bit about ways. your story? 
and they're breaking through the noise because instead of simply sitting in front of the camera and talking, they're showing you what the behind the scenes of their life looks like. And I think that was where the shift in brand and marketing began to change, where bloggers or what became known as vloggers with a V begin to create this content that could really show you, instead of just telling you what to do, I can show you what to do. I can give you the experience of allowing you to see it with your own eyes. We're visual creatures. We're visual human beings. That's the way that we learn how to communicate. Um, when we first learned the word cat, we read the word cat, C-A-T, and then we saw the image of a cat. And so anytime we saw the cat after that, we knew that was a cat, right? The same way with visuals. I think if I tell you uh, about a time that I went to New York and I was mesmerized by the buildings, you see New York buildings in your head and, and I see New York buildings in my head, right? Because of something that we've experienced, whether it's a movie or being in New York. And so that's what's happened with video, where Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, have all created their own video platforms. Why is that? Because they're engaging. Because they allow us to experience in a much different way than words. Words are important, but but when you can watch a video that you can hear, that you can see, that you can feel, it changes everything, right? And I think, you know, we talked about, we talked about in the beginning of this um, Keisha Dior's documentary, wow. part of it was that it was being able to see, hear, feel what she was talking about because what she talked about was not about the colored lipstick and how beautiful they are. She talked about women empowerment. She talked about being comfortable in your own skin, right? If you wanted to go out that day and wear blue lipstick, go out and wear blue lipstick. And then she shows you how she does it herself, right? That is the magic of video now in 2020 where, and I mentioned like there's people breaking through because there is a lot of noise out there, but there's people breaking through because they're creating content in a much different way that gives you a three-dimensional view into their lives. Um, that's where I see video going even 10 years from now, is that people will want to see that, see what life looks like behind the scenes. People want that. They want that behind the scenes. And the big thing that I was thinking about, as you were, you, then you said it, was the feeling. Yes. That like, you know, words, and, and you talk about writing stories when you're a kid, right? So Jude Charles as a baseball player, as a police officer. Um, but the feeling that comes across and getting that connection with, with Keisha Dior because going behind the scenes and showing her out and about wearing bright blue lipstick. Because yeah. you can talk about it, but until you see it, say, wow, okay, I connect with her on a personal level. I feel that. And yeah. so that makes it okay for me. And it, versus a written word is not going to communicate that in the same way. Right. right. So video is going to continue to go forward. And people want that access like to celebrities, to non-celebrities, to high value content, is there a specific type of company that that should bring you behind the scenes? Or are there some companies where maybe that would not be indicated? I think, in my opinion, I do not think startup entrepreneurs or startup businesses should focus on video. Why? Because I think there's other things. You have to prove that what you're selling, whether it's a product or a service, people actually want. And while you can do that with video, for sure, it takes more time to just get 
your feet off the ground and, and do market research and make sure this is what people want. So I usually recommend that an entrepreneur or a business making at least $300,000 in revenue should focus on video, the type of video that we're talking about here today. Now, what I'm talking about specifically is wow. the type of video that tells your story and that goes deep into your story. Is there room for Q&A type of videos? Like you sitting in front of a camera, is there room for how-to videos? For sure. But what we're talking about specifically is storytelling videos. I think storytelling videos are for entrepreneurs that are making at the very least $300,000. That they've proven people are willing to pay them. It's not a fluke. It's not like they had a good year or anything like that. People are willing to pay them money for their product or service. At that point, I believe it's important to begin to stand out from the noise, stand out from the crowd and truly show how different you are. Because now you have an audience. You have people that have purchased from you, right? And again, we've proven that people want this. So now you can begin to create these other stories that show how did you even get started, right? That shows why are people buying your product so much? So what I call social proof. What do other people have to say about you? Showing um, the transformation. How does someone's life change after they use your product or service? Not just the before and after, which is most people like we've seen in the fitness world where, um, you know, the person may have been 300 pounds and then they lost 150 so pounds or whatever. So two major signs. That's right? the before so and Mrs. after. Donnelly, life right? Here's your business after. cards. You got the equipment. Talk a little there's bit more no about reason that, not to go forward in this. That and then at one of your lowest points, chains are on the, the ground, kind of the car gets taken away, questioning everything. That, those are the and then the universe, that I think the world opens up and says, hey, you got something here. You can help people. And that content, is there a different level of content when they're just starting out and not producing that kind of results and revenue because they're not market tested that they should be doing? What was the shift for you? Yeah, I think there's how-to videos. So showing that you're an expert in your field, right? I think there are Q&A. Like, let's say you get people that give you pushback and there's a specific type of objection that someone's giving you. Kind of like... This costs too much, or will this work for me? Or um, should I be doing this right now? Why should I do this right now versus doing something else right now? Um, those are great Q and A videos that you can do just to show that you're the expert in your field, just to get people to begin to trust you, right? I think those type of videos. Every video has its place, and it's just understanding how to use the video effectively, effectively for where you are right now. So there's phases, it sounds like. So like yeah. phase zero to one is like getting started, establishing yourself as a brand right. and building brand awareness. But once you have uh, that proven model, like you said, $300,000 and above, now people want to know a little bit more behind the scenes. And that's where a deeper level of storytelling, the social proof and uh, telling the success stories, not just the before and after, but how is their life, how has their business been impacted, how that really opens up. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I think, you know, if we talk about what I like to do with my clients is road mapping. Let's get really clear on before you even get started. Let's get really clear on where is this even going? Mm -hmm. In the same way that you cannot build a house without a blueprint, you cannot create videos without a roadmap. And so really quick, I want to talk about what's in a roadmap and why it's important to to build that before you ever get started. In a roadmap are three phases. It's what I call dramatic clarity, the first phase. 
dramatic demonstration, that's phase number two, and then dramatic leverage. Dramatic clarity is all about understanding who you are, what your brand's about, what do you stand for, what do you stand against, what are your philosophies, what are your core beliefs, getting really clear on that, right? So let's say hypothetically your core value is integrity because that's one that a lot of people like to use. We have a lot of integrity, right? Well, what does that look like? What does that feel like? That's where dramatic demonstration comes in. So you said all these things in dramatic clarity. We really care. A really good example that I talked about on the podcast recently. Michael Gerber goes right into that repeatable thousand-dollar system, which is I imagine a lot of what the roadmapping process is about. Why do you care about protecting? And then you can replicate. You're going to find that unique story, or part of its structure, but then it's also customizing based on like why do you care? The individual, the company. If you say it's about family in dramatic demonstration, so many sounds like you really did some really great research because he's definitely a classic for sure. And I want to talk more about. You know, messaging in just a minute, but right? let's take like, a moment to talk about that's the dramatic medium. demonstration because it it's seems going very deep. And I mean, especially right now, the time it's recording, we started with telling, you know, it's pandemic, you know, people so you are working that there's five different ways, what I call behind the video scenes, is live video for a while. You look at the growth of YouTube, transformation, YouTube is the number two search engine. There's those five different right ways. Now. And then dramatic leverage. So really now you created the story, you created the marketplace content. with video and branding and, and sharing. So how do we make stories. sure the right people see it at the right time? And they see it over and over and over. The reason that I mentioned that Keisha Dior was able to make $1 million after 12 months is because she took this documentary series that I had created for her and she looked at all the different ways that she could just continue to share this documentary, even if it was just one new person that saw it. She did this for years. As a matter of fact, we created the document. We started in 2010. As of 2017, she was still promoting this documentary series. Although she's created other content, although she's had a reality show, she's still promoting the documentary series. Right? So that's the roadmap. It's, it's not, let's just say, oh, let's just create a cool video because we need to create a video because we're being told video is the next thing. We need to create that. Let's get really clear on what we're creating and why we're what we're creating why we're creating it and then how we're going to make sure people see it because the worst thing that could happen is that you upload your video to youtube and only 20 people see it right you want to make sure that people are engaging with it they're seeing it and you're getting the most leverage out of the content you created in my opinion entrepreneurs are always on the next shiny object like they're what i often say they're searching for silver when they have gold in their hands once you've created the gold mm -hmm. how do you make sure to leverage that gold for years to come and and that's the thing because once you really have that if you because if you're getting sucked into the next shiny object you're not really leveraging it it sounds like keisha seven years later maybe even still to this day is still using portions of that and that's the importance of the high quality because yeah. you come in and you you're putting in that time and energy through the road mapping process. What are your um, as you said the qualities that you have that you want to show like integrity? What are the, one of the five ways or multiple multiples of that? And then how are you going to get that out there? You can use that over and over again because if it's high quality, it's evergreen. And even if you start to do another business, let's say hypothetically, because Keisha did do this, if if you decide to go into another business, who you are doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Because we started with your core values, your philosophies, because we started with the stories that you have, 
that doesn't change. What changes is the product that you sell, maybe the service that you sell, maybe, but who you are doesn't change. When Apple started, they started as Apple computers, right? They sold computers, but then they went into the iPod and then the iPhone and then all these different industries that had mm. on the surface, they had nothing to do with the computers that Apple started with. But because Apple started with the idea that we want to challenge the status quo, that changed everything. It doesn't matter what they create because what they create still goes back to their core beliefs and it goes back to their core values and it goes back to their philosophies. When they can change industries like music and health and the uh, phone industry, right? Like it's because of their core values. Who they are never changed, just the products that they sell. It's it's like Simon Sinek starting with oh, why yeah, people yeah, want 100%. that. Percent, yeah, I knew I knew you'd be on all over that too. There you go. <laughs> well, in road mapping, that's what, what I start with. So I start by showing the signs. Like you know, words and why. you talk oh, about writing stories when you're yeah. a kid. You start right? with why so because I think Charles entrepreneurs they spend a lot of time talking about what they do. This is exactly what. But the feeling that comes across and getting that connection with with Keisha Dior, why we do it, going behind the scenes and showing her out and about, wearing and part of why we do it is because of who we are. Because you can talk about it. Right. But until you because see that's it, what say, I'm looking wow, to show. Okay, I connect with her on a personal level. I feel that, and so that makes life. it okay I'm for me. To show versus who you are a written so word is not going to communicate that in the same way. That creates so the no gonna, like and trust yeah. bridge. So video is right? going to continue from a person to, that's to skeptical go never heard of you forward. And don't know if you can really want that help them out. It takes them from that point to celebrities, to non-celebrities, to high-value content. Is there a specific type of company that that should bring you behind the scenes, or there's some companies where maybe and I, in my opinion, why starts with who? Perfect, perfect, and I like that because if you you can pivot. Like Apple's pivoted, like Keisha's pivoted, and and because you, who you are doesn't change. That's the timeless. That's the gold. Work with the gold, and and you can use that over and over and again. So if I'm a business owner of a certain size, or I'm a leader in in a company that maybe I'm not the owner of the company, but um, rising or an executive level, is it important for me to? create a YouTube channel and, and promote my own brand or am I promoting the larger brand or, or, or maybe, I don't know. I'm just kind of wondering like, yeah, does that come into everyone's world? In my opinion, it does. I think we are all living, breathing personal brands. Whether you are a professional that works under a major corporation or you are the executive at the, at the top, I think everyone is a personal brand. Now, whether or not you create a YouTube page, that's up to you. But what I do believe is that you should have a video that tells your story about who you are. Why is that? Every brand or corporation is made up of people. And every person has a story. And it's the stories that we have that makes this brand or corporation much more relatable, much more humanistic. Right? And so... In my opinion, every person should have a video that tells their story about where, they, where are you from? How did you end up here? What is the moment in your life that made you realize this thing that you're doing right now is a part of your purpose? We talked a little bit about, I think this was off camera, we talked a little bit about how, uh, you know, I don't focus too much on the technical side of video production. I focus on the storytelling and I focus on, um, on, 
on the, the leadership and I focus on other things outside of just creating video. The reason that is, is because the video is just the tool, just the end product. But what makes that video relatable, emotional, trans, uh, uh, it makes you feel more trustworthy towards the person is because of what we put in the video. And I think that when you're so looking for that the content, job, is there a different level of content when for, they're just starting out uh, and not your team producing that kind of results and, and revenue because they're not market tested that they, they should be doing? want to follow you because of the stories that you tell. It's because of being able to relay that point to them mm -hmm. through video, right? I think that is every person, every human being should be creating video for themselves. And I think you've kind of already discussed on really where you start because it's not even from your perspective as a professional filmmaker, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily about having, you know, the highest, most expensive camera on the planet. It's really about the the story and knowing who you are, why you do what you do, knowing where you came from and telling that that in there. Does it make sense for people to not invest in a so, high level equipment if they're doing so it themselves at this point in time? Or so, like, is an iPhone sufficient or should they like upgrade started, to some, some higher level stuff? Or, or where does that building make sense? Brand awareness. But once you have yeah, I think an iPhone is sufficient. Uh, that the iPhone model, or any like said, smartphone that you have, $300,000 and above, now people want to know a little bit more behind the scenes. And that's Except where a deeper level of storytelling, even if you were a higher film production crew, like stories, not just the before and after, there's still so much content that we're not impacted. Oh, and in really my opinion, up. I think people should be okay. documenting everything. Now, of course, not documenting everything that you get lost and just filming everything and that you don't spend time, you're not present. But I think there are moments that have to be captured where it's like, this can be used sometime in the future. I don't know how, I don't know when, but it can be used. Um, and so I think, so one of the great examples of this, I think, is a client that I'm um, getting ready to work with. He owns a skincare line. And um, with this client, he started his business in 2012, and he has a gold mine. And what I mean by that is he started in 2012, and he documented everything that he was doing. He started in his apartment, in his condo, and he had all the products in his condo. He was mixing products in his condo. He, was, he had a backpack where he was going to um, show people mm -hmm. the products himself. It was just him. Right now, it's a luxury brand, you know, almost eight years later, it's a luxury brand, but it, it started in a condo. It started with him getting his hands dirty. We have the content for that. You can't fake that. Mm. Right? I yeah. think that is why I would say, in my opinion, until you're ready to have a production crew, to hire a high-level production crew, use your phone. It isn't, it isn't about getting the perfect angle. It isn't about any of that stuff. Just capture it because when you can capture it and I've done this before where I've used my clients cell phone footage of what they've captured from the past to tell the story, to document the story, to illustrate the story. And so I think for sure, I think every entrepreneur should focus on or every human being should focus on documenting because mm -hmm. we are in a, 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 an era where this technology is available we're also in an era of being able to capture our family's legacies right because sometimes it's not just about business sometimes it's just about let's say hypothetically you're an entrepreneur that goes from 
you know, having nothing to creating a hundred million dollar business. How will your grandkids know the story of what you were able to do in an authentic way so that they can replicate it? To me, that's what leadership is about, is preparing the future generation with what we've been able to do. Um, I just so happen to be focused on entrepreneurship, but there's so much more to that, right? And I think it starts with the video camera. It starts with what you already have. I, I didn't come on here to teach um, video production or storytelling wow. so that you can hire me. Of course, I would love that. But I think it starts with you wanting to realize like you have a powerful story to share no matter where you are in your career right now. Um, that's the important piece. And so, yes, to answer your question, that's why I think we start with an iPhone, the very simplest thing. Don't complicate it. Just get started. I love it. And and really, again, you yeah. connected to the why even more. It's not just about sharing your story and giving behind-the-scenes access, but to leave a legacy and to educate your children and their children's children, and then they can connect. Um, because if you look at our grandparents, we, we don't know. I mean, we hear a couple stories, but there wasn't video. There's not a lot of audio, if anything. And and that's that's a lost treasure. We are in a that's world right now where thing, we can. Really we can actually leave a, if you're getting uh, a percentage or a replica really of what our life was like. It's like really cool. That's exciting. Years later, maybe so get out there, get equipment, whether it's your cell phone or, or something quality. else. It doesn't really matter. You come in it's you, tell the story. And it sounds like that raw iPhone footage, Android footage, actually sounds like it's useful for creating even more intimate behind-the-scenes stuff. Because it's what actually are, one of the quality. five ways, or multiple multiples of that, and you know, how it, are you going to get that out I, there? I wish I would have started with this because I want people to really quality, understand. You can do this today. It's evergreen. This is not something that is hard. And the reason that I'm saying that is because storytelling has been confused a little bit over the years. It's become a buzzword, and I think people have mm -hmm. complicated it, and they've created structures, and they've created, um, you know, the hero's journey. All of that is important. But here's the thing, for you to be able to do this tomorrow and why I'm saying pull out your camera and record now, here's what a story is. A story is about a very specific moment in time. That's it. Right? When you mm -hmm. say Jude Charles is a filmmaker, it's not my story. But if I bring you into the moment that I was 17 years old, May 5th, 2006, mm -hmm. and Mrs. Donnelly brought in the uh, yellow envelope with the business cards in them, it's about a very specific moment in time that I brought you into. So when we talk about capturing video content, it's about capturing moments. Those moments tell stories because there's a beginning, middle, and end, right? And you talked about like our grandparents and the stories that they would tell us. Of course, there's stories that I've heard over the years. But when you, again, when you can see it with your own eyes, hearing something said, one thousand times like Simon Sinek, not as starting with why yeah 100 percent. yeah i knew i knew you'd be on, i'll say that on one that more too. time there you go hearing something so, said one thousand times is not as convincing as seeing oh, it perfect once yeah we can hear the stories that our grandparents have told us we can hear the stories that our parents are even telling us mm -hmm. if we can see what they really had to go through if we can see what it meant to hypothetically, be able to be there in the March on Washington when Dr. Martin Luther King gave his speech. If we can see that with our own eyes and feel the energy, mm -hmm. there's certain things you can't replicate. 
And that's what video helps you do. Mm-hmm. It helps you to replicate the moment. The moment is the story. And that's what you need to focus on, is the moment. And if you focus on the moment, you capture that moment, there's just so much more that you can do with it. Which goes into dramatic exactly. leverage, right? Like you talked about a little bit. I mentioned how Keisha used it over and over. There's ways to cut up the video. Perfect. And over and over. Perfect. I, and I like it's that because if you, content, you can right? pivot. Like Apple's pivoted, like Keisha's pivoted, and and who you are doesn't change. That's the timeless. That's the gold. Work with the gold. I can appreciate that because you know the the old. It sounds cliche. Pictures worth a thousand words. Similar videos. Twenty four frames a second. Thirty, depending on your your frame rate, right there. And at the same time, rising or not all stories are persuasive. And I love that you're lowering the bar and saying, "Hey, it's just a moment in time. Don't worry about being the persuasive." But part of what you do as well is creating that compelling story which is why you focus on the why because the why is the beginning of that are there any tips and suggestions you have for making that connection the no like and trust compelling persuasive story i think that what i so i'll I'll walk you through what i do with my clients on road mapping um what i'm looking to do is connect the dots I am looking at, I usually start with their origin and their origin is not the origin of creating the company. The origin is, is when were they born? What were they doing? Where did, what kind of family were they born to? What did they learn growing up? And then going to where they are in their career right now. That is where you can go deeper to connect the dots to really understand why. Because there's usually threads within there. I mentioned for me at eight years old, I was writing 100 page books. I didn't know that it would lead me to the work that I'm doing now, but it did. One thing I haven't talked about is that, um, well, I did talk about that. I talked about that I wanted to, growing up, I wanted to be a police officer. But because, why I wanted to be a police officer is because I would watch these uh, cop drama TV shows with my dad. Those are shows that he loved. And I wanted to spend time with my dad. I'm the youngest of 10. And he was older by the time he was, well, by the time I was born, he was 48. So he's in his 50s by the time I'm a young kid. Right. So I'm spending time with my dad. And I want to become a police officer because of it. Right. But I, the reason that I want to become a police officer is because I was fascinated by being a detective. Well, I have still brought that into the work that I do now. I am digging deep for the truth. I'm not allowing you to tell me, oh, well, I'm just doing this because it's what I'm passionate about. Well, why are you passionate? And you might say, well, you know, it's it's something that just brings me joy. I always get excited when I can see other, I can help other people. Why do you like helping uh, helping other people? I get deep and I go deep because instead of you giving me surface level, instead of just seeing what's on the surface, I want to go beneath that and get the, pull out the evidence that shows this is why, this is your why, right? One of my clients, the way she likes to say it, I don't know that I I say it the same way with my clients, but she says. And I think if you've kind of already discussed that really where you start because it's not even from your mm. perspective as a professional filmmaker, it's the not necessarily about having is that your you know, why the highest, so most expensive camera on mm-hmm. the planet. It's really about it has to make you cry. And I don't know that you always have and to cry, knowing who you are, why <laughs> you do what you do, it, knowing right? where like, you, you came from, telling that that in there find the compelling story make sense for people that no one else knows to not invest in the high level but if they're doing it themselves at this point in time or is an iphone sufficient or should they upgrade to even with my clients or or where does that make sense the compelling stories that they have the client that i mentioned that talks about um your why has to make you cry her name is darnielle and she's a business coach 
And one of the stories that we've created for her um, is a story about her journey through motherhood, where she's 44 years old now, and she still hasn't been able to bear a child. And she's gone through a miscarriage. She's gone through a bad round of IVF. But she's telling the story. She's showing someone what she's doing in her own life to get through this moment. As a business coach, that makes me more connected to her than just her telling me she can help me get my business in order or she can help me make more money or she can help me figure out systems and, and all of that. Like, it's about who she is as a human being. I'd encourage the people that are listening to watch that story because I don't want to give it away what she does, but what she does towards the end of that story is inspiring. And that is ultimately what it's all about. It's about going deep enough to find that compelling story. So how do you find that compelling story? You think about your origins, where you grew up, the transitional moments in your life. So that's the second thing, transitions. Um, and then you just think about those very specific moments that just, maybe it just changed your mind mm. about everything. Yeah. My father, unfortunately, passed away in 2014. And... Um, for me, as the youngest of 10 children, I was asked to give his eulogy. That moment changed everything for me because it helped me understand my purpose. And I realized my purpose is not in telling, it's in telling stories, sorry. It's not in holding a video camera. It's in telling stories. It's in, it's in leadership. My family saw something in me that almost I didn't even see in myself. The fact that they trusted me to lead them through this moment. The youngest of 10 children. Right? It's those specific moments that completely changes everything. The only reason I'm on a podcast with you today is because of that moment. What shifted for you? What shifted was that I never saw myself in a leadership position because I was always at the lowest level. Right? I think the other thing is that I always ran away from leadership because I only saw leadership as the president or pastor of a church or CEO of a major corporation. But when I looked up, so when my father died and my family asked me to do this, and I, I went on this journey of leadership and just really trying to understand it, I looked up the word lead, L-E-A-D. And to lead just simply means to guide, to guide a group of people. It doesn't mean you're at the front, right? It just means you're guiding them through whatever it is, whether it's through a corporation, whether it's through hard times, whatever it is. And I think that was a light bulb for me because then I started to connect the dots that anytime my friends were in trouble or anytime they needed advice, they would come to me and say, hey, what should I do here? And I was like, all this time I've been leading people. All this time I've been sharing stories and sharing my wisdom at that age. Uh, I love it. And, what they should and do. really, again, you connected to and the then here's why my even more. It's not it just about sharing your story and giving to, behind the scenes access. Of course, but I lost my father. As a man, I lost And to educate your and children and their me, children's children. And then they can my connect. Family asking me um, because if you look at our grandparents, we, we don't know. I mean, we hear me a couple stories, but there right? wasn't video. Yeah. There's not that a lot of audio in anything. And, and that's, that's a long treasure. We're in a to world right now where we can't. In we can actually they're, help, they're looking a, to me to say, okay, is this a, a good story? Or is this something I can really share with others? Is it going to create more impact? Really cool. And exciting. when I can do that for my clients, so 
get out there, story, get equipment, whether it's your cell phone or, or something that else, it doesn't really matter. Right? It's tell the story. It sounds like that. Client do that. I've led my client who's a leader. iPhone footage, I've Android footage. Led them. Actually, it sounds like it's useful for creating others. even more and intimate behind the scenes stuff. I never thought about it in that way until it's actually lower quality. that moment when my father passed away. Um, yeah, because he was always, the, in my opinion, I said this in his eulogy, he was always the quiet rock of his family. He wasn't loud spoken, but when he spoke, it mattered. And he was, everyone centered around him. He wasn't the oldest and he wasn't the youngest either, but everyone centered around him. And he was the quiet rock, not only of our immediate family, like his children, but his siblings, right? And I think that's when I begin to realize, and I often say, it sounds crazy to say this, but I often say my father had to pass away in order for me to understand my own purpose. Because that moment of asking him to do the of asking me to do the eulogy would have never happened without that. And then that moment of me going to figure out what is leadership, what does it mean to lead, what is it, how does this look like? Why am I being asked to mm -hmm. give a eulogy? All those things had to happen. Like he had to pass away in order for all those things to happen. So. Overall, it's about a very specific moment in time, but it changed everything. And that's why I mention it is because it's about your origin, transformational moments, or very, very specific moments that, you know, just it, it allowed other things to happen. Um, that's where to look, find these compelling stories. We as human beings are compelling. Every single yeah. human being on this earth has a story. From the moment you're born, even beyond the moment that you die, your story still carries on. So everyone has a story. Go out and find it. How do you do it again? I just want to repeat it. You look at your origin. Where were you born? You have something that's unique about where you were born, the family that you were born into, transitional moments, um, moments that you were you quit a job, moments that you got fired, that bad accident, right? Or a very specific moment where I'll tell one last story. I watched a woman, I was at a um, grocery store mm -hmm. and I watched a woman teach her young son. He had to be no more than five. She was teaching him how to pay his, teaching him how to pay taxes based off of what he purchased at the store. So she was teaching him math with real money while in the grocery line. For me, as a person who has not become a parent yet, that inspires me to teach my children the same way. Awesome. Because of that very specific moment, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a big transitional moment because I didn't have any kids. I still don't have any kids yet. But there's this very specific moment that's changed the I way that I can appreciate that because, you know, the, the old, and it sounds cliche, but pictures well, it's about a words and words. That videos, little piece reflects so much second, more about that dynamic your, they your have right as there. parent and child. And it's because how, how you do one thing is how you do not everything, all stories which are is part of the storytelling process. Because as they get to know you, you know your story and your what, your origin story, your transformation story, those types of things. Then there's that connection, which is, you know, and I feel like. Honestly, everything you shared today is as well woven together as I imagine some of your like films that you produce, because because it all connects. It connects. You mentioned Steve Jobs. You know, he says, in the, you know, it isn't until the future that we look back that we can connect the dots, and and it sounds like that's what you guide people to do through the road mapping process. Um, and and thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your story as well, and in leading others 
who lead others. That's fantastic. Jude, what is the best way? Uh, thank you so much for being here. And what is the best way for people to connect with you, to, to learn more from you, and to, to watch the amazing films that you're producing? The best way to connect with me is uh, through my private email list, where I share much more about entrepreneurship, leadership, storytelling, persuasion. I do go deeper on persuasion. Um, and that is through my private email list, which is to get to that, you go to judecharles.co slash list. So again, that's judecharles.co slash list. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. But that's the best way to, to connect with me and to continue this conversation, to understand how to roadmap for yourself, to um, telling your own story. I go very deep on that because um, I'm really passionate about it. I'm sure mm-hmm. you can tell. And it's the best way to do that. Wonderful. Thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, John. To connect with Jude and find out more about discovering your story and sharing it in a persuasive and compelling way, go ahead and again to visit judecharles.co slash list. Until next time, develop yourself, empower others, and lead by example. Thanks for listening to Key Conversations for Leaders with your host, John Ryan. If you enjoy the show, please let us know. Give us a rating or write a review. If you have a question, send me an email, john at keyconvo.com. And if you haven't already, you can connect with me on Twitter at Key Convo and on LinkedIn under John Ryan Training.